You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always going to keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wrestling Takeover, episode two seventy four. This is Friday, May sixth, two thousand and twenty two. I'm your host Jordan Turner. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Wrestling Takeover. I have for you some wrestling news. Now I know that I haven't been really posting any wrestling news, publishing wrestling news as they call it. Any new episodes about it because there really hasn't been a lot of news to talk about. And I don't want to waste my time coming up here talking about news that I just don't find myself interested in talking about. But today we actually have about one, two, three, four articles here that I'm going to be talking about in a couple minutes. But be sure to subscribe and listen to the Wrestling Takeover on all major podcast platforms and support me on social media follow me on instagram at the wrestling takeover and follow me on twitter at jt takeover i would appreciate the support if you guys can do that for me thank you very much also i just got done publishing my new article on discusspw.com. go and check it out um, i fantasy booked what SummerSlam cards that i would book i find it better than what wwe is most likely going to give us but if you guys haven't done so and checked it out already, please do at discusspw.com. Again, it is me fantasy booking uh, the SummerSlam build and the overall SummerSlam card of 2022. I'd appreciate that. Let's get right into the news, man. Let's get right into it. We're going to start with AEW, All Elite Wrestling. AEW urged to sign w morrissey and i actually seen an article regarding wwe and in fact wwe wants to also sign w morrissey as well so it looks like uh AEW and wwe are in a bitter war to sign w morrissey i don't know where he's ultimately going to end up uh, if i had to predict i think he's going to go back to the wwe i'm not sure uh we're gonna have to wait and see what happens i don't know how long his contract is with Impact Wrestling, so we'll have to stay tuned. Report comes from Ringside News. Check out Ringside News. Uh, the article reads as follows. The former WWE superstar, Big Cass, who known goes by the name of W. Morrissey, truly underwent a huge change over the years. After battling depression, which, you know, I battle through depression. We all kind of battle through our own some sort of uh, depression, but I'm happy that he's really changed his ways. He looks great. I did see his, uh, I would say, debut, pretty much, or a one-off appearance for AEW this past Wednesday, and he had a good performance against Wardlow. So he was battling depression and addiction issues. He truly changed his life around. W. Morrissey made his debut during this week's episode of AEW. Dynamite just got done talking about that. He squared off against Wardlow in a solid encounter. Uh, it was done to further MJF and Wardlow's feud. W. Morrissey certainly impressed many people 
with his performance while speaking on the Busted Open podcast. Uh, Tommy Dreamer gave huge props to W. Morrissey and urged AEW to sign him. He said, quote, I've been kind of with W. Morrissey a lot throughout his journey throughout the years, and I was happy to see him on that platform, on that stage. The impact wrestling fans love when he comes out. He has been in a feud with Brian Myers. He had some amazing matches in his time in Impact Wrestling. And I'm so happy, most importantly, he is doing great in his personal life. Rather, his Impact time is coming to an end. I hope AEW would be smart enough to sign him because he is pure money. And you got to see how good he is last night if you missed it. And that's the article. Um, Pretty much, Tommy Dreamer kind of confirmed that. Maybe his time with Impact Wrestling is coming to an end, which, you know, I mean, how do I put this? Impact Wrestling isn't as big as it once was, okay? I do watch Impact. Impact has actually been putting out some great shows. I actually got done watching their show last night. It was really good. Um, But W. Morrissey, I feel like with Impact, it was kind of like, you know, a feeler up process with W Morrissey, you know, and a big promotion like AEW, a big promotion like WWE, um, is going to want to sign him or in this case, WWE re-sign him. Tommy Dreamer bringing up that he might be signed to AEW pretty soon. That's interesting to me. I think Tony Storm definitely needs to sign him. I think he's going to have, I would say a big run on top if he signed with AEW. But here's the thing. WWE needs people. WWE needs to start creating stars. And I think W. Morrissey going back to WWE and being in the main event scene, I think can add a lot to WWE. I think if he signs with AEW, I would be happy for him. But at the same time, you got to look at it. You got to look at the landscape of AEW. There's a lot of people in the main event scene. There's a lot of people in the main event scene. And quite frankly, I think W. Morrissey is going to get lost in the shuffle if he ultimately decides to sign with AEW. So those are my thoughts on the opening news report there regarding W. Morrissey. Let's go right into the next news report from Ringside News. This is a WWE exclusive from Ringside News. They report WWE started policy on releasing NXT talent after Triple H's departure. They did that man dirty. They did Triple H dirty. They screwed with him and his team. He doesn't really have a team anymore. He's not in charge anymore. WWE, man. They're fucking assholes. They're fucking assholes. Okay. I I really wish Triple H was in charge of the creative on the main roster. You know, and Stephen McMahon and Triple H run creative in WWE, but... Vince McMahon just doesn't really trust Triple H for some odd reason. I don't understand why. Vince McMahon, I've always said this for years. Vince McMahon and um, Nick Khan can run the business aspect. While Triple H and his team, they won the creative aspect. I think that would be great. That's obviously not going to happen. So, But the report states here, WWE fired 10 superstars. From NXT last week, obviously, there will be more to come. There's rumors that WWE is going to be releasing more people, mainly on the main roster. So I'll keep you guys up to date 
if there's any releases overall on the main roster. And I'll talk about that when that happens. But they say the following NXT uh, last week, they released 10 superstars. And that announcement, including some surprising names, one of the biggest names was Harlan. But a report came out after his release that he simply wasn't picking up on the transition from football to pro wrestling. This brought one of NXT's policies into the greater discussion. NXT talent that now they have a 90 day after sign with WWE to pick things up if they're going to come from another sport. Pretty much if you're coming from another sport, you have 90 days to technically pretty much prove that to WWE that you know you can get better and you can pick up speed in the WWE way. And if you can't, you're out of here. It's pretty much a I'm looking for the word for it. Advising they're just watching you guys. I, I forgot the word, the terminology of it, but uh, pretty much it's a 90-day claw where uh, you need to get better and you need to start moving forward. And if you don't move forward, you're most likely going to get released. I like that. I do like that policy where, you know, I, I feel like 90 days is a little short, but, you know, it's three months. It is three months, and um, I, I, I like it. I think it's perfect. Three months, um, I'd have it go a little longer, you know, but three months is solid. You give a descriptive of three months with these men and women. If they are not progressing after three months, you let them go. So after thinking about it, I think three months is perfect. 90 days is perfect for them. And if they improve, keep them. If they don't improve... Maybe keep trying with them. And then if they don't prove again after that, after another 90 days, then let them go. That's how I see it. They were evaluated after 90 days and cut if it's clear that pro wrestling isn't working out for them. Other things that like attitude and drive are also part of that process. Let's be real. That needs to be 90% of that. The 10% needs to be in the ring, of course. But... Why the fuck are you in this business? If you don't like pro wrestling, if they ask you questions about pro wrestling and you really don't have an answer for it, why the fuck are you in this industry? I remember that that one lady that got hired from Syncomp writing, right? Writing sitcoms. And she was a creative writer, right? And she was doing an interview and stuff. She didn't even know Bobby Lashley's name. She did not even know his name. And she's a creative writer. That right there, that process of WWE, that's their fault. You hired somebody that is not even a fan of the product, not even a fan of the business. She didn't even know the WWE champion's name, Bobby Lashley, who was the WWE champion around that time. Uh, she didn't even really know his name. That's ridiculous. So... You got to hire people that are fans. You got to hire people that want to be in the industry. Writers, pro wrestlers, it doesn't matter. You need to be a fan of the business. Because if not, why the fuck are you even trying to attempt to be in the business of professional wrestling? So that's where I'm coming with it. So other things like attitude and drive are also a part of the process. But remaining in NXT after signing is not a guaranteed deal. I actually like that. 
Ringside News was told that NXT's mandate to give 90 day for talent to learn is something that was said last year as well. So that's not new. Quote, quote. Uh, a 10 year member of the team told us that this policy might have been inurated recently. So it was brought up recently. We were told that, quote, when Triple H went down with this heart issue, uh, that was the new edit. That is not a policy of Triple H's, but something that the company instituted after he was taken out of NXT and eventually forced and found himself working in another arenas of WWE. More releases are expected as time goes on. WWE will also likely to continue using the excuse of budget cuts, which is complete bullshit, but they will keep using the word budget cut because that's how Nick Khan rolls. Either way, this policy releases NXT superstars who aren't picking up things will likely result in some serious motivation in the performance center. Yes, it will. And I think that is one of the good things about that. That's the end of the article, man. Uh, listen, I like the policy. It gives these pro wrestlers pretty much a time clock. You need to step up your game. You need to get better in the promo. You need to get better with a character. You need to find that character. You need to get better, like I said, promo. And you need to get better in that ring. And after 90 days, if you're not that good, if you haven't improved at all in at least one of these aspects, then you're going to have to be let go. But... I would add, if you have done good in the ring, but you're still struggling with the character, at least you got the in-ring aspect part like wrapped up, uh, I would have them stay a little bit longer. And then if they haven't gotten better on the promo or you know, from a character perspective, uh, you will let them go. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. And that's pretty much it. So like I said, we only have four articles here, guys. Only four. So this is definitely going to be a short uh, podcast episode. But I thank you all for tuning in to the Wrestling Takeover for the brand new episode. Again, follow me on social media, on Twitter, at JT Takeover. And follow me on Instagram, at the Wrestling Takeover. Check out my new article that I published uh, today talking about SummerSlam and how I will fantasy book SummerSlam on DiscussPW.com. Let's finish up here. Let's talk about the third article, Ember Moon. Ember Moon dragged for bringing up personal business with WWE. They should have worded this Booker T taking shots at Ember Moon. I did see what Booker T had to say. I'll get to that in a second. Um, talking about Ember Moon. AEW has a joker that will be in the tournament this upcoming Wednesday on Dynamite in the Owen Hart Cup women's tournament people are throwing out athena's name i'm with it um i'm a fan of ember moon i want her to be in the spotlight i want her to be on television a uh, prime time and i think her debut in aw is perfect you know other names i'm hearing is mia yim i'm hearing tegan knox uh, candace LeRae recently um got let go or i would say her contract expired and her contract expired today. Um, and she can appear in AEW anytime or any other promotion anytime because her contract expired. So when your contract expires, you are just able to appear in a different promotion whenever you want to. And so I'm hearing Candice LeRae. I'm hearing Mia Yim. I'm hearing Tegan Knox. But my prediction is I think it's going to be Ember Moon who comes out. 
Again, the second person I could see is Candice LeRae. Her contract recently expired, like I said, or Mia Yim. But we'll see. It's definitely going to be one of those three women. I'm predicting it's going to be Ember Moon, though. So we'll see. Ember Moon saw success as she won on the NXT Women's Championship run, as well as the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Worthless ass fucking titles. Those titles never needed to be created. WWE doing political bullshit as usual. Even then, Ember Moon was released by WWE last year, much to the shock of fans and pro wrestlers alike. As previously reported, Ember Moon detailed her frustrations with working in the company. This included NXT stars being told to alter their in-ring gear to be more sexy, similar to Mandy Rose. While speaking on the Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T. This guy's a sellout, I swear to God. (laughs) Company man to the fullest extent. I understand it, but Jesus Christ. Uh, He commented about Ember Moon. He dragged Moon the same, uh, stating that she shouldn't have talked about the private meeting. Before I even read this, listen, Booker T. uh, Number one, she can say whatever the fuck she wants. Number two, I completely get where you're coming from when it comes to, you know, you don't want to burn a bridge. And from that standpoint, I get it. You don't want to burn a bridge. Maybe she fucked up there, but she was frustrated, man. She was frustrated. She was just angry that WWE did her dirty. Quite frankly, WWE blackballed Ember Moon. That's controversial, but I fully believe WWE blackballed Ember Moon for some reason. I've heard stories for years that Vince McMahon is not a big fan of Ember Moon. You know, not coming up with promises, this and that, letting her down. She got pissed and fed up. Deservedly so. But this is what Booker T had to say. Quote, you just never know what the future brings or what the future holds. That's a fact. And putting yourself in a bad situation to where there are many uh to be a bridge that you can't cross back over it serves you no purpose more than anything and i just don't know why she made those comments i just told you why she made those comments she is frustrated booker t oh just like saying for instance throwing mandy rose in there or even put mandy rose's name out there you know mandy rose might like the way she goes out there and dresses she might like the role that she's playing it might benefit her very very well to play that role at the end of the day everybody is going to have a role okay rather you wanted to take your role a little bit further than the next person you know that's up for debate i mean that's up to chance or whatever the case might be but i do know if that's something that the company wants and it's something that they're trying uh, to talk about inside of the company i don't think it's something that they wanted anybody outside of that meeting to actually know about And that right there is just kind of, you know, makes me feel a certain way about it. Booker T, it makes you feel a certain way because you are still in WWE, number one. Okay, so it makes you feel like a certain way. Number two, Booker T. You cannot tell this woman what to do, okay? It feels like you're telling her what to do, okay? She wanted to speak up. She wanted to speak her mind, all right? She wanted to get her voice out there. She got her voice out there. 99% of the fans are supporting her. And I'm one of them. I'm one of them. 
Okay. If you ever at least listened to the podcast, you would have heard her voice. She was very upset. She was crying. It was an emotional listen. If you guys have not go checked it out, go and do so. Uh, go check out Chris Van Vliet on the insight. It's a great podcast, man. Um, again, this was a very insightful interview. You know, Ember Moon calling out WWE for their bullshit uh, with the women's division, something I've been talking about for many years, that they have a women's division political problem. They got a problem. You know, is Ember Moon ever going to be signed with WWE again? I don't know after this. That's up for debate. You know, I just want her to be happy. I don't care where she goes. If she goes back to WWE. If she goes to AEW. If she goes to Impact Wrestling. If she goes to that Ring of Honor show that is coming up with AEW. We'll see what happens. But, you know, Booker T, listen. He's in his feelings. He does have some decent points. But he ultimately dragged Ember Moon during his podcast. He dragged her. And... I don't know how Everboom's going to take that. We'll see what happens. You know, Booker T is very controversial. Booker T, I would say majority of his takes are fucking stupid. Majority of his takes are stupid, in my opinion. Okay. But there are some takes like this one where I'm like, you know, I don't agree with it, but I get where he's coming from. You don't want to burn that bridge if you want to eventually come back to the WWE. But at the end of the day, even that's some bullshit because Hulk Hogan, uh, Bret Hart, uh, Bruno San Martino, this person, that person. There's a lot of people that have quote unquote mended uh, bridges with WWE and were never going to come back. And then they came back. So when you really look at it, Booker T is just saying bullshit. But I do understand where he's coming from. You don't want to burn uh, that bridge. So. It's a double-edged sword, but we'll see what happens. Um, again, I think Ember Moon's going to go to AEW. I am predicting she is going to be that joker. And she's going to get a big pop from the crowd. If it's not Ember Moon, again, we have Tegan Knox, we have Candice LeRae, and we have M uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim as well, so we'll see what happens. <sighs> Last report. This is pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um... Good for WWE, first of all. Uh, WWE boosts huge numbers in 2022 first quarter earnings report. Congratulations, WWE, man. That's cool. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. This doesn't benefit me. This doesn't benefit any of you guys as well. So why should we care how much money WWE is making? But there are people in the community that do. They must have stock in WWE. I remember I had stock in WWE. Didn't really go well. But maybe you guys have stock in WWE. And that's why you guys are always talking about money in WWE. I don't know. I'm more on the creative side. Okay. Speaking of creative side. A Freddie Prince Jr. Listen, man. Um, I hear that you are trying to run a wrestling promotion within the next 18 months, if memory serves me correct. You need some writers. You need some writers. You need some creative writers. 
I'm one of the most creative people in the entire IWC community. That is a fact. And if you're looking for writers, let me know. Hit me up. Um, but yes, Freddie Prince Jr., I want to talk about that. He is trying to do his own wrestling promotion. And uh, that'd be another promotion up in the world of pro wrestling. I think it's going to be great. And I really hope it gets his foot on the ground. Even if I'm accepted or not, I don't care. But more promotions means more um, you know, opportunities for pro wrestlers. So I think this is a great deal at the end of the day. But back to the article, talking about the numbers for WWE. Ringside News says it's that time of the year when major corporations around the world start releasing their first quarter revenue report. WWE also reported their first quarter earnings of 2022 results, and some big numbers were expected. Vince McMahon gave a statement on WWE's strong head start right from the beginning of 2022. He spoke about how their effective strategy played a major role in the company's earnings. This is what the chairman had to say. We were off to a great start in 2022, highlighted by the record uh, quarterly revenue and adjusted OIBDA, uh, said Vince McMahon. We continue to effectively execute our strategy, including staging the most stupendous WrestleMania ever in early April. WrestleMania, as well as our other successful premier live events, such as Day One, Royal Rumble, and Elimination Chamber, further expanded the reach of our brand and enhanced the value of our content as evidence by increased ticket revenue and viewership. We continue to monetize our intellectual property across variating platforms through our media rights agreements, both domestically and aboard, as well as through the monetization of new original series, including our expanded partnership with AEA. Yeah, that, that uh, those shows that they do on AE, um, I like it. It's great. It's really great. Uh, finishing up, it says that WWE published their first earning report this evening. Uh, the company has overall seen a great profit from merchandise to all the other properties, including the release of WWE 2K22, which the game to me, I had it or I have it, excuse me. Um, and, you know, it's all right. It's, it's not the greatest. Um, they still have flaws, but overall, the game is decent for what it is. Um, below are some of the highlights from the report. So I'm going to read the following. Revenue was... $333.4 million and an increase of 27% and a quarterly record operating income of $92.4 million and an increase of 42% and adjusted OIBDA1 was $111.7 million, an increase of 33% and a quarterly record. So far, so good for WWE. Props to them. I'll get to my point at the end of everything here. Continuing on, return capital shareholders totaling $38.9 million, including share uh, repurchases and dividend paid announced a multi-year expansion of the company's original programming partnerships with AE that includes more than 130 new hours of premier WWE-themed series and specials. 
announced a broadcasting partnership with MBC Group, uh, the largest and leading group in the mid of uh, the Middle East and North Africa. Mena region to the air of WWE premier live events, live events of Raw and SmackDown, as well as WWE Network's variant library of content. Announced a competitive long-term partnership with FASI to create a new enhanced digital platform for e-com and licensed merchandise, as well as physical, digital, and non-fundable token NT or NFT that WWE has recently got into trading cards. WWE 2K22, the largest installment of the company's flagship video game franchise, was released to strong consumer demand and rave reviews. Of course, being publicly traded company, it's all about the stockholders. It was reported that the company returned $38.9 million to shareholders in the first quarter of 2022, including $30.0 million in shares and repurchases of $8.9 million in dividend paid. This is crazy. Under the company's existing stock repurchase program, approximately 525,000 shares were repurchased at the revenue price of 57.21 per share. Um, as of March 31st, 2022, the company had 221 million available under its 5 million, 500 million stock repurchase. WWE financially did great for the first quarter, but we still uh, have more than a half a year to let to see how it fares out in the remaining months of 2022. That is ringside news. Listen, okay, this is great. Bravo, props to WWE. This is awesome, right? They're making that money. They're making that bread, and that's cool. Like I said, I see no profit in that. You see no profit in that. Nothing. WWE is going to make their money. You people that don't understand where others like myself are coming from. I don't understand why you don't see our problems and our concerns as a consumer, a viewer. WWE creatively is just not in a good place, but the money clearly sells otherwise. It tells otherwise. Um, I just want a better show. I want a show that makes sense. I want these shows to be appointment television. Can't miss TV. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not really getting that right now um this is just my opinion i'm only one person okay but creatively i just don't think they're that good right now you know they do get some hits but majority of it is all misses some storylines that i'm just not interested in i'm just not i'm just not and twitter is giving me a platform to speak my mind and tweet out my opinions about what I'm watching. Okay. Same with this podcast. This podcast is giving me a platform. To speak my mind. Okay. I love the WWE. Just as much as everybody else. But I'm not as scared. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. And to speak my opinions. On what I am watching. On a weekly, monthly, yearly basis. 
Okay. WWE can do better. You and I know that. But they're so greedy with money, it's ridiculous. You know? They're putting creativity. They're putting creative at the bottom of the barrel. The bottom of the hole is creative. You know, I just wish WWE cared. That's all I'm saying. And that's pretty much why I complain. I wish they cared. Because WWE can be appointment television with the snap of a finger. You and I know that. But they feel like they just don't want to. They don't want to put their best foot forward because they're WWE. You're going to watch regardless. And that is a fact. Okay? People can say, oh, we're not going to watch. You're going to watch. You might miss a couple episodes here and there, but you're always going to keep up with WWE. If you're watching on YouTube, you're still watching. If you're watching clips on social media, you are still watching. I just want WWE at the end of the day to put creative first. You know, put creative as an important aspect. Because the final product of what we get on TV is what we get. And right now, it's just not that... I would say it's not that interesting. Trying to think of perfect words to describe it, but it's not that interesting right now, the WWE product. Maybe it will differ as we head towards the summer months of WWE. So we'll see what happens, man. That's all I got for you guys today, right here on the Wrestling Takeover. Thank you guys for joining me for a brand new episode here, man. Covered all the latest news and rumors today. There wasn't really a lot of news, but there was some news for me to make a podcast and do the show. Check me out on DiscussPW.com. Again, published a brand new article about SummerSlam. Check it out and continue to support the podcast wherever you can. If that's a like, if that is a follow, subscribe, whatever they call it, follow, subscribe. It's the same thing. Rate the podcast, whatever star you want to rate it. And be sure to comment on each every episode on Apple Podcasts. If you guys can do that for me, I would really appreciate it. I will see you guys on Sunday. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. I'm taking that day off, rejuvenating, getting myself ready for WWE Backlash, WrestleMania a Backlash on Sunday night. So you guys will be hearing my in-depth, full show review and analysis right here on the podcast. This is being the Wrestling Takeover, and I'm your host, Jordan Turner, a.k.a. the king of IWC, man, when it comes to creativity. And I will see you guys on Sunday for WrestleMania Backlash.